I'm gonna go ahead and hit my record button here. Okay. You're up and running. Good. You love what you're seeing? Love it. <laughs> oh Lord. That's a stretch, but whatever. <laughs> Let's not oversell it here. We'll deal with it, you know, we can deal with it. All right, here we go. Segment one. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Mullen Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have two outstanding guests. We have John Ingram here from Prosperity Home, Home Mortgage. Welcome back, John. Thank you, sir. And we also have Todd Cox from Todd Cox CPA. Welcome back, Todd. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Glad to have you back, Todd. Listen, i got a whole bunch of stuff i got to talk to you about because we dragged you out of your office, as I said before, kicking and screaming while you're in the middle of tax season. Yeah, uh, but right. we need to talk to you about what's going to be happening with taxes this year. Um, the e-filing uh, season opens soon. So when well, does that actually start? Can I can I e-file? What, what can I do? Well, the IRS, the IRS doesn't isn't going to open their season until uh, 29th of January, so this month. So okay, but I, I never recommend my clients to, to start filing the the first day, anyways. But you have until the 31st of January to before everybody to send you all your W-2s and 1099s right. and, and all that stuff. And so, and then you're going to end up getting stuff later in February. You're going to get corrections in March. And so yeah. I, I always recommend that, Hey, if you, if you know that you're going to get a form and then they're going to issue a correction like Morgan Stanley or, right. or, uh, you know, any of those investment brokerage houses, they're, they're always issuing corrections. Just hold on to it. It's, it's better to file it file it uh, later than and accurately than to be early and, and wrong. And so, have it corrected anyway. Yeah, because then you got to go through and you got to amend the whole thing. And, and, and it's a whole big, worse process than just waiting a couple extra Clunkier. weeks. Yeah. And, yeah, just get it in. And, and even if even if you know you're going to be get a, get a like a K-1 and it's not going to come until May or something, yeah. you just yeah. send, file an extension, estimate, and make some estimate. It's better to make an estimated payment right. before the due date than it is to file something wrong and then have to fix it later. So. Okay, that makes sense to me. I mean, look, yeah, you don't want you don't want to have to work work twice as hard. Right, right, right. right. Might as well wait until it's until it's ready. Ten ninety nine. Okay, so so I just I just sent out my W twos today. Okay, you know, we're recording cool. this on Wednesday oh, for Saturday. Yeah, Carly got her W two today. Good job. Uh, um, and and I'll work on my ten ninety nines later today. I don't have that many ten ninety nines. Right, right, right. We got to send out those out, those uh, out be, too. The best practice on. Uh, 1099 stuff. I mean, if you're paying people and that you're going to have to issue a 1099 to look down the road, get the W9 from them, the, the, all their, their name, address, social security number, EIN number, whatever that is, before you give them the check during the year. Don't, right. Don't wait until. Have the end some of the leverage year. for the information. That's right. right. Scrambling <laughs> like, oh, hey, you remember that check I gave you? I need, yeah. I need, I need your, uh, and they're like, um, yeah. I'm not going to answer your call, you know. It just <laughs> yeah. goes to a deadline. Yeah. So. Oh, wait, so if I don't, if I don't, if I don't answer your questions, then you can't issue me a 1099, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Click. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes, I mean, we have a voluntary tax compliance system, but uh, yeah. 
the day, the, not uh, not everybody's as voluntary as as some people are more else. voluntary than others. Yeah, <laughs> they right. raise that reporting requirement. Is it like six hundred bucks now? It's still six hundred. Yeah, six hundred. I mean, it's uh, the the IRS has essentially decided that they want to filter the entire ocean of tax information, <sighs> the financial information. Right, right. They want they want everything. So. so if I pay somebody more than six hundred dollars in the year, I should and must. You're, you're obliged if if they're not a W two employee, which if they're a W two employee, definitely you got to give them a W two. But if you hired a, a handyman or mm-hmm. somebody or somebody to, if, if you're a business owner and you've and you've paid somebody more than six hundred, if it's an individual, definitely ten ninety nine. If it's a business, there's it, there's a gray area. Right. If it's a corporation or an S corporation, then not so much. But if it's an right. indi- if it's like an LLC that's a single me- a single member LLC and it's a sole proprietor. Then definitely. So yeah. you got to kind of figure it out. And then there's also the carve outs for you got to pay your landlord. You got to issue your landlord a 1099. Right. You got to issue your uh, for the rent you paid. Right. You got to issue your uh, attorney proceeds, get 1099s. And then, um, yeah, doctor medical payments. Those are 1099s, too. So oh, OK. There's carve outs for doctors and lawyers because as an individual, they're, they're I'm, notorious. I'm supposed to issue my as attorney. a business owner. As okay. a business owner, okay. okay. So if you, if you have a deductible business expense and that's one of your expenses, ah, I see. You're, you're obliged to issue a 1099. Otherwise, do you, if you operate, get audited? Do you operate as a business, John, or do you operate as an individual? I'm an individual. Okay, I'm good, a, smart to a certain extent. Just yeah. a regular employee. I just had yeah. that discussion with one of our agents who was going to say, "I got to go out and get myself an LLC," and I said to her, "Said, don't be so quick to do that because." First of all, as agents, the LLCs don't give us the same protections they give everybody else. Yeah, they're, they're professional PLLCs, right? They're yeah. Professional. So you still have the liability exactly. from, from your license, but you do have you do have a, a, a restricted liability from like ordinary or uh, like as you're performing your, your fiduciary duty as a realtor, mm-hmm. you don't have you don't have. Um, uh, protection, but right. but for everything else, you do right, right. If 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 it's part of the real estate practice, that but LLC like if, doesn't give me any protection. If you're driving your car and you get in an accident, the LLC will give you protection. Right. But if if you're selling a house and and you violate the the code of mm-hmm. of realtors, you know that then it doesn't. So. There you go. But that, that you tied something there in that whole conversation where it's like if I intend to write this expense off. And deduct it from uh, as part of my tax obligation, then that's kind of a is that a determining factor of when I should be issuing? Yes, that definitely. If it's if it's a what you consider a deductible, ordinary, necessary business expense, yeah, then yeah, sure. I mean, if if you've got a website and and the the person the the seventeen year old kid who's still in high school that's doing your website, uh, you, you gave that kid a thousand dollars for all the. The design and the maintenance and the upkeep, you should give that kid a ten ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to be happy about it, but you got to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Imagine, it. imagine. Yeah, he might as well learn younger rather than older. Kids that, like, uh, Dad, I got to file taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> taxes. Really? Yeah, but it's too good with the website. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a video I seen on on YouTube that's like. The kid in play Monopoly, and he's just like breaking down, and they're like, "He's like, what's the?" He's, and they're like asking him, "Why are you crying?" Like, it's the taxes. It's like, but it's part of the game. It's the worst part of the game. <laughs> yeah, the taxes. Yeah. yeah. The that taxes. first time. It's funny when when they, somebody gets their first paycheck, the yeah. first W two paycheck, they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, great! I get my first." And then they look reactions. at me, wait, what? <laughs> what just yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. All that money. Here's, here's your wake up call. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Ouch. Um, okay, so we've got. Um, 
the, the, suspe- the sus- suspended processing ERTC. Uh, oh yeah, the, well the ERTC. One thing I wanted to say about the before we get move on to ERTC is that employee this year, tax credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, this, this year for our our W two for our, sorry our our, uh, our businesses and mm-hmm. for our. Uh, our personal tax returns. We got regular due dates this year, April, March fifteenth, April fifteenth. Okay. It's not like seventeenth, eighteenth, uh, you know, oh, right. all of those days. Right. It's not falling on the weekend anymore. Those those right. holidays aren't interfering with it. So it's just straight up Friday, the the March fifteenth, and Monday, April fifteenth. Gotcha. So. so March fifteenth for the business stuff, and April fifteenth for your personal stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. And then the, on the ERTC, the thing about that is. Well, so, first of all, it's gotten to the point where I was seeing advertisements on TV every day. Yeah, all like, the time. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. millions of dollars from the federal government <laughs> yeah, right. as if it, it's like a freebie. Like, yeah. It's coming from our taxpayer dollars, first of all. Indeed. Well, you know, but, that's, all right. that's symptomatic of the, the, the uh, abject abuse that it was subjected to. Right. What happened is the IRS, like... So the, all the all the uh, the applications that were filed, all the amended nine forty ones, essentially that, that that went in to 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 trigger the the, the refund, um, the IRS ceased uh, processing those. Called everybody back to back to base and like, hey, we need to retrain and retool. There's a lot of fraud here. Right. There's a lot of uh, abuse. We need, and then they actually issued a. They actually issued a uh, a procedure. If you want to withdraw a previously submitted ERTC, here's, here's you can do that with with no fault, no problem. Right. And and please <laughs> please do if you know you did a fraud one. Right. And then all all the legitimate ones, they'll start processing them. They and they say they're sp- going to start processing them in January again. So in okay. September they call they call the moratorium on processing. Right. January they're scheduled to get back into get back into uh, processing them, and then. We'll see what happens. And so, people, if you've submitted yours in September, and and you're proud, and you're wait, and you're waiting on it. I mean, it's probably going to be June, July, I, okay. in my own estimation as to when it's going to be coming through. But you know, we'll, we'll have to see what how it, how it works out. So. Great. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on a break. We're going to run a few quick commercials and come back. We got a lot more to talk about with both Todd and with John. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. All right. Good start. That was good. Fun with taxes. <laughs> Yeah, because right. yeah, I hear this stuff on the radio all the time. We got to move your mic up a little bit. You're like, you're like a little bit fuzzy. I uh, you think so? Yep. Just yeah, like pointed at my forehead here. It feels like, all right. Yeah, just a little bit. Whatever, oh, bro. See, that's better. Oh, Whatever, bro. That's, that's more better. <laughs> What's the matter? The microphone thing sounded like a rat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do I sound okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, okay. you're good. You were talking more in the top than the side, and that's why. If I you say so, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see. Well, I can see the numbers and the stuff. Right. You don't have any proof. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> one thing it's, about it's, uh, it's my ball. It's my game. <laughs> one thing I want to hit on that I that I, I skipped over is the um, uh, if if you have an S corporation or a partnership, there's typically no income tax due with it, right? Right. I mean, there's there's some yeah. It all flows down to the individual circumstances that right. could trigger it, but in, in gen- generally speaking, there's no income tax due to it. But if it's filed late, there's auto, an automatic penalty assessed per partner or Let's talk per about K1 that. Let's talk about of, that. of $220 per per month or partial month that's late per partner. Holy cow. <laughs> so if you got a, if you if got you got a 30 partner partnership, it's you're triggering Ouch. thousands okay. of dollars. Let's, let's talk about that. Let's do Six that. Six grand. Yeah. Right. So, right. But just file the extension. The extension is Form 7004. 
Hang on. We're going to talk about it on air. Give you six minutes. Yeah. It's six months. So. All right, let's go, let's go back to it. Go right back to it. Here we go. Segment two. I imagine this is what it, it sounds like when people listen to me. <laughs> you know, it's, it's from K97 to 42. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got to file that in triplicate. Yeah. Well, anyways. With, with, the, uh, with the state board, and then they... Then they re- Sorry. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Sorry. Should be in any time. <laughs> All right, here we go. Segment two. Segment two. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate. Now we're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's... 702-203-1165. Just didn't want you guys to get that in stereo. Uh, with me in studio, we have John Ingram, and we also have Todd they Cox. Love it in stereo. You know, Todd, during the break, we were talking about something about uh, S-Corps, and not S- LLCs. S-Corps and Partnerships, yeah. S-Corps and Partnerships. So talk about that. So, that, that yeah, so if you're, if you're an LLC and you f- you file a partnership return or you're an, S- an LLC and you file an S-Corp return, a 1065 or 1120S, if it, if it has a K-1 attached to it, if if you file that part that that return late, mm-hmm. it's it's so the due date of those returns is March fifteenth. Okay. Okay. If you file them late, so it's a month before the personal April fifteenth. The the partnerships are due and the and the right. S corps are due a month earlier. If you file it late, it's it's subject to a penalty, automatic penalty of two hundred twenty dollars per K one or per partner or shareholder. That's in the and it, so if you've got five partners, that's two hundred twenty dollars per month. Or per partial person. month, per, per per times five. Wow! So if if you if you file it a day late, mm-hmm. you know that's over a thousand dollars. Eleven hundred bucks, right yeah. There. So you got to make sure that you file those on time. Okay. There's there's an automatic six month extension for them if you if you don't file them on time. If, if you need six more months to September fifteenth, file that extension. It's yeah. Form seven thousand four. Sure, just you make just sure you got two the more right weeks. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right. If, yeah. If you need file another day, just file just, the just extension. File it. It's, right. It's yeah. automatically approved. It's ready to go. Then and then it'll it'll eliminate uh, a world of headaches for you. So so guys, you're listening. To this, you listen to Todd talk about this, and you're saying, "Gee, that sounds great, but I don't want to do that. Let's have somebody else do that for yeah, me. Maybe you want to have Todd help you <laughs> help you get through this yeah. process because yeah. honestly." Uh, yeah, I would. I, my first, uh, hey Todd, what do I do? Right, 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 you know, right. if so, you if you formed an LLC or you want it to be an S corporation, there's also you need to get those extensions in on time. Too. And I'm gonna tell you that's an important distinction. The S corporation is really does is helpful when you're paying payroll and things like that. You yes. really want to think about that. And if you're thinking about any of those things and you want to talk to Todd, just text his name. Text Todd to 702-203-1165. I'll put you in touch with him, and he'll help you out. He'll yeah, get you yeah. squared away so you don't have to worry about all these technical right. number, this form and that form and all. You know, that's, you know, here, Todd, fix it, you know. Yeah, get, getting T-boned and blindsided by, by the tax code, you know. It ain't fun. So. <laughs> Not fun at all. All right. Um, you know, I, I, John, I want to bring you in. We want to talk about a little bit about a conversation to, to both you guys. I got a lender okay. here, okay. and I got a CPA. And this, is, this gives me a rare opportunity to talk about a very important issue that happens in real estate. Uh, that's right. So let's talk about this. John mentioned this to me earlier, and I think it's a great time to talk about this. Todd, now, when you're dealing with a client, your objective is very simple. You want to save them as much money as, as you possibly can on their tax bill, right? Well, I want to make sure they file an accurate tax return. No, of course. No, 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 no. We're not, not, no, no subterfuge. Yes, no, yeah, no. First, and foremost, first and foremost, my job is to make sure my clients can sleep at night. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't want anybody in jail or anything like that. Right, right, right. We don't want to have anybody file get an chased tax and, and, and having their, their tax. You know. but, 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 but part of that job is obviously making sure they're not paying... 
a, a luxurious or, or extravagant right. amount of tax that they don't owe. Nobody wants to pay more taxes than they need to. Exactly. Okay, so you want I to pay, don't. they should pay what they need to. And that gets to the point where John and I end up dealing with clients who are self-employed uh, or tipped employees. Mm-hmm. And these guys, uh, very often, they'll file tax returns and they may or may not be able to report all the income they actually got. Right. You might hear... You might hear about all of it. You might not. Right. My, my point is this. Is sometimes there's a fine line. And if they're looking to buy a home next right. year, yes. do mm-hmm. you have – is, is, if someone comes to you and says, hey, hey, Todd, look, I, here's my tax stuff, but I'm thinking about buying a home next year. I think that, that we want to make sure that we emphasize to them, and that you can follow up with that with your clients, that you need to make sure you, you report all your income mm-hmm. and don't, don't, don't skimp on it. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm sure you can say do that all the time anyway. Right, but, right. But, but the point here is, is that particularly in those years when you're thinking about buying a home, you want to make sure that the IRS has all that data because that's how a lender is going to determine your feasibility. Yeah, yeah. assuming you want to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> right, 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 right. I need to see that you make enough money to support that right. borrowing, right? Did right. that loan's justified? And right. and and these things, you know, are in a tug of war against each other, which is by showing less profits on my business, I pay less taxes, which is generally what right. people like to do, right? right? Well, it's an accurate tax return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But on right. my side, I want you making more profit right. so that when you come to me and say, John, I'd like to borrow, you know, I, you say I can do 300 but I really want to borrow 500 Well, <laughs> that extra income is, is what's going to make that happen. Right. And, and I'll even say this one step further for, as you mentioned, the tipped employees yeah. out there. Yeah. Many of yeah, them definitely. have amount of tip compliance, right? And they, they stop there. Yeah. Well, I would ask the question. Was that the total of all your earnings in your tips? Is what your reporter said, or, or your employer said, or was there actually more? And if there was more, you do have the ability to report that earnings. Yes. I think you have the obligation to actually. Yes. yes. But well, tell me how you feel. It used to be different. Compliance program. You know, there's there's some nuances there, but you know, one of the things that that obviously. Everything needs to be transparent and on on the table, yeah, you know. Yeah. John doesn't want to want to get somebody saying, "Well, this is what I actually make," and but or like saying, "Oh, I make this much," and then but tax I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm not showing much, you. Right. I'm not showing you twenty percent of my expenses, just so I, it looks like. Well, if you've got twenty percent of those expenses, you don't want to give that loan to somebody who's got expenses that's not they're not reporting to you, sure. right? That's true. Obviously, that's right. But if if there's, I don't have a problem. Um, what I see as educating mortgage lenders right. as to what's what are what's the actual essence of these transactions. Maybe somebody bought a a new SUV last year and we depreciated a hundred percent of it. They paid one hundred ten thousand dollars for this car. It looks like there's a hundred ten thousand dollar expense. It's a brand new car. Yeah, and it, you know just there's because an asset that's going to last just because for a while, the tax yeah. code allows me to write off the entire amount of the vehicle doesn't mean that that that's not a, that you know or that that wasn't even a. Uh, an elective expense. But, Another, let's, but let's not go too far and think that the mortgage rules care about your common sense. Right. <laughs> they really, really don't. Okay, right, right, right. No. The this is a great conversation. This is great. Mortgage rules. Yeah. But, but, right. but here's another thing. Like, if somebody's got a defined benefit pension plan, okay, and they and they make a four hundred thousand dollar contribution to it, to and all the employees are participating in this plan, mm. of which includes just the business owner and his wife, or the, <laughs> right. the business owner and her husband, right? You know, if if that's an elective uh, uh, expense that they can forego next year if they get this mortgage, you know, that's something that that 
should be considered in my mind right. when you're issuing the, hey, we've got a $400,000 expense. That's not really an expense but that doesn't that show up as earnings obliged. on the on the individual side? No, because it's a it's a deduction on the business side and it's and it's a re, it goes into a retirement account. Mm. And so it's just a retirement asset right. that that the business owner how is has. How's that different and, and forgive me for this but how is that different than when my employer pays me uh, money that goes into my 401k? It's, it's treated differently? Yeah, because well so it, if if the employer gives you money that like a profit sharing contribution, that's going to you, right? Not your, not the business owner. There it is. There because it is. because okay. if if I if 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 Harvey owns his own dry cleaners, okay, and he's the only employer at his dry cleaner, yes, and his tax his tax guy and his retirement plan guy get together and they're like, well, Harvey's business if he he's got these these W twos and he could he could contribute. $150,000 to Harvey's retirement plan this year. Do you want to do that, Harvey? And Harvey's like, yeah, I've got this $200,000 just sitting here, you know, uh, gathering dust. I'll put it in there. So Harvey puts $150,000 in his retirement plan that he's the only one that's a participant in this plan. Right. And and he deducts $150,000 from his tax return instead of paying three tax on 300000 of income. Now he's only got 150000 of income. His, his tax is cut more than in half right? because he's going down brackets. And then you're going to see that income at that level as opposed to where, yeah. yeah. And then but you that, say, okay, well, here's yeah. my retirement plan. You can you can give them the the, the Right. The, in the in that circumstance, the employer is paying the money directly into this account, which is never treated as earnings by the by the employee in that case, right? Right. Because it wasn't paid to them. But but he's also giving you his K one for his right for his dry cleaners business sure. and his W two. Right. And yeah. you can see, okay, well this is an elective expense that only Harvey's sure. participating in. Yeah. He doesn't have to pay this every year. He just paid it this year because it, the circumstances. So right. that kind of thing is is something that I can I can talk to people and be like, look, I'm not necessarily advocating for my client as much as I am educating my my uh, their mortgage lender guys uh, look this is a- awesome conversation i don't want to stop it but i got to stop it right now we're gonna, we're, gonna, <laughs> right. we're gonna do a quick commercial break we're gonna come back we'll talk more about this we got a lot more to talk about guys so stay tuned we'll be back in just a minute mm. that was really good we're, we're, we're pushing the edge on the time on each one of these <laughs> but no but it's, it's it's the kind of conversation i think that that a lot of listeners are gonna really take advantage of of hearing the yin and the yang of this thing yeah. mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. important yeah i mean we've seen it many many times as trying to get buyers qualified and and it's I've been through it hundreds and, and of times. Is, sure, this is the the point I do want to still land is the idea is that you can do some planning as part of preparing your taxes with your mortgage professional yeah. too. Yeah, um, yes. maybe yeah. maybe get a call. You know, if, if you're if you're doing your taxes with Todd, give John a call. Say, hey, we're planning on <laughs> buying next year. John, let's let's have yeah. you talk with right. Todd. Todd, hey, how can we make this look as let's, let's configure sure, things? So let's make sure it's right. Yeah, can we so delay this elective issue versus you know right. whatever the case is? And this yeah. is the time of year to be doing it. Right. This is as, mm-hmm. before you file. As you guys are doing mortgage uh, applications and, and 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 looking into you're doing it, if you're, someone's going to do a mortgage application in, in April or May of this year, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to know that you had a chance to talk with their CPA about yeah. making sure. Hey, let's make sure they get as much income as possible. Or at least tell the consumer, like, okay, yeah, if you file I, those taxes and that becomes your record, yeah. this is what that does to your buying power. I know your tax bill is going to be a little bit higher, maybe as a result of that this year, but that gives you much more buying power potentially. Yeah, and that's what happens. So it, it, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, there's. So there's a uh, if you're a, a single owner as if you're a single shareholder as corp hold, uh, owner, you can do a solo four hundred one k and put seventy six thousand. How much is it? Seventy six thousand five hundred dollars in your in your retirement plan this year. Holy cow! 
Yeah, and uh, that's me. Yeah, if you're over fifty, you can do thirty thousand five hundred as your four hundred one k withholding, and then you have to then you can do up to twenty five percent of your pay match, and so you wow. to give yourself a salary of one eighty four, uh, so and you can you can put forty six thousand dollars more in your four hundred one k. Holy moly! I got. Well, we'll talk after the show. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk. Let me get that squared away. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, I mean, that's the kind of, I mean, that's the kind of elective expense that. You know, yeah. you would have that, right? But that's going to impact my ability. That's going to that's going to have a detrimental effect on my annual income. It's uh, going to it's going to reduce your tax return, but essentially, it generates a book to tax difference. Right, and right. hey, my income tax is th- my but, reserves will look good, <laughs> right? You have money because yeah, it'll <laughs> increase your retirement your retirement plan. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it'll look like your reserves so, look good. All right, let's yeah. go into segment three. <laughs> that's, not before me let's, me let's form a club come on man let's all know. retire get in line <laughs> that says a lot if you're able to retire before your employer <laughs> come on man alright alright here we go let's see alright let's uh, John let's talk a little bit about the market now let's get into that mm-hmm. a little bit okay applications are up let's do all that stuff here we mm-hmm. go we're going to do segment three here we go Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. And I'm going to talk to John a little bit. John, first let me get your NMLS number squared away. Oh, yeah, being a lender. That's 552-596. John, can, uh, he's actually uh, uh, approved to do a loans. license on he record. A, and, yeah. Yeah, he's actually knows, you know, he, he can do it. He's allowed to do loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, John, you know, the... This year, you know, this past couple of years has been kind of nutty. Just, uh, the pandemic's impacted everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and we're seeing some hangover from that right now. But we're starting to get back to something that I would like to consider, you know, quote, unquote, a little more normal. Um, Nor- normalizing. Yeah, we are normalizing <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But the, but the market's changing right now. We're seeing a transition, right? Absolutely. I think, yeah, this is something that, that I'd love for as many people as possible to be able to realize is, this moment right now is a transition moment again for the market before we we change into a new direction and what the what you knew about this market 90 days ago mm-hmm. is being left behind and becoming something different and it's you know you always you can always see those moments in hindsight right <laughs> Yeah. But this is one that I, I, I'm looking at and saying, it's happening to you right now. Mm-hmm. You don't need to see it in two months, right? Yeah. You can see this happening right now. And, and, that, and that moment is simply, we're moving out of hitting peak interest rates and with the questions of how high are they going to go and what's yeah. that going to do to the market. We know what it did to the market, right? Yeah. Transactions shrunk dramatically. Mm-hmm. The amount of volume going through the marketplace chunk dramatically. But guess what? Your home prices didn't go down 50%. Right? How about that? Yes. So we took that off the table. There's Thank no you. huge home <laughs> valuation crash, right? Yeah. Right. And then um, we know that affordability was highly challenged as interest rates cracked over 8% back in October, right. but have come down dramatically since then, more than 1% in most cases, lower. And the the common expectation is that we're going to see these rates continue to fall throughout 2024. Right. Um, the Federal Reserve has pretty, pretty clearly signaled that they're going to reduce their interest rates somewhere in the neighborhood of three to six times um, and at least 1% from where we are now is the, wow. is the common belief. Um, we'll see what the future actually holds. But right. what that means is this transition time is simply interest rates are coming down, which spurs activity. 
we're seeing transaction volume beginning to rise. And, then, and I'll give you the latest number, brand new number is, is mortgage application volume jumped 10% week over week. Wow. As, as people are becoming more aware. And refinance volume is up 11%. Refi, yeah. really? You're seeing wow. more of Interesting. that, right? Okay. Um, and, and we expect this cycle to continue to build momentum as we go forward. Yeah. And so when we talk about the transition, the transition is, is what's, what's that going to do to competition? As interest rates fall, you're more likely to do something. I'm more likely to do something yeah. that's going to increase competition into the marketplace. Ideally, it'll increase more, uh, transactional volume as far yes. as there'll be more sellers willing to sell. There'll be more buyers interested in buying, mm-hmm. right? And then the last piece of it, this is... It enhances the affordability. It can, yes. yeah. but you're in a race. And that race is you have to do it before the 10,000 other people yes. do it and start pushing pricing dramatically. That's right. what's going to happen because I think you, uh, we both kind of see that yes. coming, is that it's going to affect inventory mm-hmm. and it's... It, look... It, Supply and demand. It boils down to those two things always. Supply and demand. Before, but but here's your moment. This, I believe, this moment right now is better than the moment that will be in, say, October. Yeah. Where where I have to pay more for that same house. Yes, interest rates are lower, but I got to pay a lot more for that house. Right. And when I say a lot more, I mean in real dollars terms. Yeah. Here's an interesting number I can throw out for everybody. Yeah. A five percent increase in the the cost of your home. If you have to pay five percent more for it, mm-hmm. you wipe out all the benefit of a half percent lower interest rate. Wow! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you can wait for interest rates to go lower, but if that means you pay more, if right, right, right. right. sure, but if that means you pay more, you're you know you know you're in quicksand there. Yeah, and I'd rather have a lower basis, a lower starting yeah. number, purchase price, yes. purchase price, and I can always adjust the rate later. We yes. can refinance that, down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's something we've been saying all along is that, and, and prices have not gone down. They're not, quote, unquote, crashing. We're not in that market, guys. No, it's no. not that 2006, are, 2007, overinflated, over, yeah. overhyped market. It's not that market Th- right now. Those dynamics don't exist in this market. Not at all, because right. there's right. not buyers out there who haven't been thoroughly vetted. Right. They're not going to walk away from their homes. Sure. There's lots of equity out there. This, this is not going to happen, guys. So take that out of the equation. And then when you look at it, you say, okay, if interest rates do, in, in fact, fall, and there's a bunch of buyers on the sidelines waiting to get in, do you want to wait for them to get in or do you want to get in now? Right. right. There it is. The right. whole point is, is you know what the price of the house is today. Yeah. Right. You don't know what home prices will be in six or eight months. Right. And odds are, my opinion, just opinion, yeah. is it's going to be more than they are today. Yeah, we can yeah. surmise that. Yeah, easily. our crystal ball's not a whole lot better than anybody else's, but we've been doing this a while enough to mm-hmm. we see we we've recognized this market from sure. past experience. We're we see the pressure. Yeah, like we're, we see beyond the headlines. And here's a, here's a great one. I see uh, reading an article like two days ago, and it talked about. Um, foreclosures increasing dramatically. Mm-hmm. What's the like forty percent or something like that? Yeah, well, they, they were talking about it. It's yeah. the highest level it's been since twenty nineteen. Yeah, and twenty nineteen was a historically low yeah. amount of foreclosures. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's literally less than half of one percent. Right, in mm-hmm. foreclosure volume across the United States. Right, that's not going to be a problem. No, yeah, it's not an issue. A a uh, a certain amount of foreclosures are natural and healthy yeah. in the marketplace. Have to be, but it's have a non factor in right. this market. No, when you, you say in this foreclosures, foreclosures increased 200%. Yeah, they went from three 
to to yeah, to seven. Yes, yeah, you know, right, whatever. Right, right, you know, I mean, yeah. come on, guys. Three, you know, three transactions to seven transactions. <laughs> yeah, let's and come that, on. And that's really yeah. how to think about it. That's right really now, how because to think. the numbers are so yeah. insignificant. Yeah. When you just talk in the terms of percentage of change. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean a lot. There's a certain it distorts. It distorts the substance yeah, of what's going on. It really does. It's yeah. like it's, it's liars figure and figures lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's there. There it is. That's one of my partners it's like said. What that Mark Mark Twain said about statistics. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You know, we've seen we've seen this coming before where the people start spouting oh my goodness foreclosures are up and you know and as a realtor i start getting these emails hey take this class take that i just don't see it it's not like it was before guys it's not the same market at all and at any given time there's a certain number of people out there who having financial issues as a result of whatever personal medical issues things can't happen and it forces them into a bad spot we understand that there's a certain percentage of people so there's always going to be some people out there who have to deal with this Mm -hmm. and and, you know and if you look if you're one of those people call us we're going to help you fix it with with real estate we're going to try to fix it as best we can we'll help you before you get into that mess right let's jump ahead of it let's get ahead of that problem sure a bad choice is better than no choice yeah don't you know, <laughs> if you ignore it it's not going away decision, yeah right? Right. right so let us help you with that it's something we, we, right. we we're happy to do not you know we're not happy to do it but we'll do it we want to do it for you we want right. to help you i just think yeah. that you know for the average person out there trying to decide when is the right entry point for me i think yeah. if you look at this moment of transition um, I'd say you'd want to do it sooner rather than later. And then let me let me share one more thing for the audience, which is um, I talk to a lot of, especially first-time homebuyers, yeah. who don't know how to figure out whether now is their time to buy or not. And for me, I, I've, I've got three questions that I would have them answer for themselves. Okay. Question number one is simply, are you financially stable? Right. You feel secure on your job? Do you have the ability to save money on a monthly basis? Mm-hmm. Are you paying all your bills? That sort of thing. Are you stable? If the answer is yes, great. Let's go to question number two. Question number two is, can you afford the payment? Right. Whatever that payment is today on the house that meets your mm-hmm. family's needs, can you afford it? If the answer is yes, great. We'll go to number three. Number three is simply, can you own the house three to five years? Right. Can mm-hmm. you own it long enough to be able to buy it and then sell it and not lose a lot of money, right? Or any and, money. And that out, three yeah. to five years yeah. is, a, is a good safe thing. It's very safe. If the answer is yes to all three of those, <laughs> then the answer is yes, it's your time to buy. Right. right? Once again, my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a great set of questions, John. And, and I hope that as the listeners pay attention, that they made notes of those questions. If you're someone out there who's renting right now, think about that. And if you're thinking about talking to somebody to maybe help you through that process and you want to talk to John about it, he's happy to talk to you. Sure. Just text John's name to 702 702- 203-1165. I'll put you in touch with John, and John will help you figure that out. He'll ask you the questions. He'll help you figure out the answers. You guys can decide whether it's the right time to get out of renting and yeah. start buying. It's certainly nobody's decision other than yourself. Absolutely. But right. to be able to figure out how to make the decision is the key. Right. right. I, you know, John, John and I have a similar perspective. I, it's not, I don't look at my job as to sell you a house. It's my job to be your realtor. Mm-hmm. My job to help you decide whether sure. it's right. John's John's job is not to get you a mortgage. John's job is to help you determine whether that's a good thing for you at this particular time. Sure, that's all. Hey guys, we're coming up on another break. We're in a few commercials. We come back. We got still got so much more to talk about. So, <laughs> so stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. Excellent. Okay, I got two articles, guys. Thanks for letting me get all that out. No, that was good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, I got one. Uh, Vegas is projected to be the twelfth hottest market in the United States this year. Mm. Bet you we exceed that. I think we're going to do better. Than I that think too. so too. The other one is is that the new the new medical school. Yeah, yeah, new medical school. I I, I went to, I went to. Uh, it's going to be right out here somewhere. It's right out here in Summerlin. Oh really? Yeah. The the Kikorian ones right by my house on uh, by by Valley Hospital. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I went to a. They just did a uh, an I open house. Is it a part of UNLV's expansion or something? Roseman, Roseman University. Oh, University. Roseman. Okay. Yeah, they're yeah. building. A, they're building a medical school out here. It's going to be sixty students a year. Mm. Uh, it's a huge campus. They're, yeah, It's, yeah. it's going to be big, and, it, okay. and it's, it's here in Summerlin. So, so we can talk about that and or twelfth hottest market, or and or both. We can get sure. into both. Yeah. But let's talk about the doctors first. I want to. I want to make sure we mention that because I think that's big for the big for the yeah. Vegas because we need more doctors. And well, by having got, medical schools here, we, we get got more the doctors. Cacor- we got the Kakorian Medical School across the street from Valley Hospital, the, the UNLV one. That's huge. That yeah. was huge. That started like three years ago, right? Yeah, three, four years ago. Well, the, the, I think the building just opened up over there. Oh, they put the campus. That's right. They put yeah, the, the campus, campus is yeah. is, in, yeah. is just be, getting used now. Right. But it's right by the dental school, which is in the old Southwest Gas Building that was on <laughs> Shadow and Charleston. You know. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to bring it down to this. Let's just do it like right there. Okay. Historically, I think Reno's been the more attractive college for medical school. Well, they've been doing it a long like time. Yeah. 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 Well, Reno, the reason they call UNLV the Rebels is because when they opened the, the campus, they, the uh, UNR was like, the the University oh, of Nevada, Nevada is in Reno. Right. And we were like, well, we're, we're opening one down here. And yeah, then that's right. Like, and so they, it's a that, big fight. That's why they, you know, there yeah. is. I said, and they don't even they, like to say Reno. Why, they say we're the University of Nevada. Yeah, yeah. And then they, and that, and they that's had why to they add wouldn't, the Reno they to wouldn't it. let a medical school down here. They they wouldn't right. authorize it. The, right. the 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 northern. That was the northern one thing they had on us. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, this our stubborn northern northern brothers and sisters up there. But yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but we. I mean, we have like what ten times their population. Down right. Here. Exactly. <laughs> so. That's that's not a positive in their eyes. And they, yeah, I know. Right. Well, okay. uh, we you know that that provides a little bit of leverage, I would hope. Uh, anyway, let's do segment four. Here we go. We're gonna jump right into it. It does. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program? Please call or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two two zero three one one six five with me now in studio we have todd cox and john ingram guys i found a couple of articles i want to talk about this week first one got me kind of fired up and excited was that uh roseman uh university is building a medical school here out in Summerlin. uh sean hammersmeyer wrote this in the rj this just just a couple days ago um and they're gonna uh, do a 500 million to 550 three-phase plan to expand its campus in Summerlin from a few office buildings to a full-fledged medical school campus and it's going to take place in the 32 acres they own out here in, in Summerlin. And which, by the way, we're broadcasting or taping from Summerlin now because mm-hmm. that's where our office is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can say it's going to be right near us. Okay. Um, in addition to that, you know, they, they talk about you know Southern Nevada has grown and added more people. It's impossible to keep up with the demand for all the workforce. He said it's almost impossible to keep up with the demand for the health improvement. And he's right. I mean, we're growing yeah. so fast. We, we had... Uh, medical uh, the medical community here was so small to begin with yeah sure and now it needs to grow with us the community is underserved by the medical community here now and every doctor here is is working their their tails off trying to trying to to get an appointment yeah trying to see as many people as they can but (laughs) you know that nevada ranks 44th in the u.s uh, for access to health care so we're we're we're, at the bottom of the barrel we're at the bottom of the barrel and which is you know it's just Look, building up our medical community here is so much good for our economy and for our, or just for our population, of course. Sure. For the population. Yeah. But it's good for the economy, too, guys. To sure. Keep the doctors here. And, and, and it's been proven. And, and I think that the new UNLV medical school has kind of proven this. If you have a medical school there, the doctors like to stay. They, they end up staying right. where they did their residencies and all that. They end up serving that community. So as we have, now we have a second medical school here. Ideally, that means we'll have more doctors here and hopefully ease that pressure. I thought Especially that was, when you're living in a no-income tax state. Right, exactly. Yeah, says the CPA. Yeah. There he goes. Um, 
In the article, they talk about increasing number of medical professionals can also spur the economy as businesses often make decisions where to locate based on the medical care. Uh, it should be able to accommodate 60 students a year. Uh, the expansion will be done in three phases, with the first focusing on adding more classroom buildings and a clinic, 60,000-square-foot student union building, 2,500 parking spaces. This is a big – for 60 students. That feels yeah. – like, that's a small class size. I'd expect – 2,500 parking yeah. spaces. I know. It does say there that it'll grow to 120 students. I think that's in, what they're – Right. right. So that's, that's good. Uh, it's going to begin the end of this year, and they expect it to take a few years to get it done. Um, but, look, I, I, I love the fact that they're doing that, and I think it's an important element yeah. – element to our, our market. All right. For those of us who need a doctor's appointment six years from now, yeah. um, well, this will help. It's, 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 know, try to stay healthy a little longer, John. It's, yeah, it's a move healthy. in the positive direction, though. <laughs> That's sure. for sure. That's so. the thing. That's the thing. The yeah. other thing I found, guys, and this, this I found interesting, and John, okay. John and I both commented on this off the air, but uh, there's an article that says, how hot is the real estate Las Vegas market? And uh, Patrick Blannerhassett wrote this in the RJ just a couple days ago, and, and it says that, uh, according to Zillow, we're going to have the 12th hottest market in the United States this year. I say we do better than that. I think we can beat twelve. Yeah, I think we can yeah. beat twelve. Uh, and let's take so let's take a look. They say let's take a look at the other markets. I have some other notes here about our averages and what they think. They don't think we're going to appreciate that much this year. And I think that most predictions don't say prices are going to go up that much, but they may go yeah. up a tiny bit. Yeah, uh, anywhere to three to five percent would yeah. be historically very normal for that's us. That's what we love. Yeah. We, yeah. That's the number we like. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I heard me say it before, guys. If I could choose an appreciation rate, mm-hmm. then that's that's <laughs> the one I would choose. Yeah. Um, so, but let's talk about the markets that, that they have picked here. I had them outlined here. So, the number one market, this is weird. The number one market, they picked the hottest market in the nation, Buffalo. It seems like the hottest, the coldest market in the market. Yeah. Well, that's right what now I was going to say. Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Have you seen the weather there? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the stadium I mean, I mean, this past just, weekend? It's just literally cold there. Buffalo. I, I see it on TV. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. Cincinnati. Wait a minute. Let's just yeah, do this. Upstate New York's beautiful. I mean, let's go through the list Buffalo or Vegas? Vegas. Uh, bingo. <laughs> Done. On. Cincinnati. Buffalo or Cincinnati? Yeah, you like chi- if you like chili, Cincinnati. Yeah. If you like everything else, Vegas. <laughs> Columbus, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, you know, Ohio State. Okay, fine. Indianapolis. These are all Midwestern cities. I guess, you know, when yeah, you talk about hot, I wonder what they're really talking about here now. I'm starting to wonder because yeah, I, I don't see a lot of people move into Indianapolis right now. Yeah. And it is Zillow. Take that with a grain There you go. That's <laughs> another thing. Zillow must have an investment. I mean, they yeah, may yeah. own half right, of Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> Columbus. They may own a lot of real estate there, so they're putting them high on the list. And yeah, Detroit's maybe. their home base, right? right. right? Yeah. So, they, got, they got Cleveland on there, too. Cleveland? Yeah. Cleveland beats us. Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland. Okay. these ra- right. The ratios are weird here. Something's yeah. Written by the governor of Ohio. Yeah. I can see Charlotte. <laughs> I can see Charlotte's a hot market. That's always that's been traditional. Orlando's been traditionally a hot yeah, market. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay sure. sure, I could see it. Philadelphia? Philly. All right. right. So mid-January 2025, right. we're going re- to recheck this we list. we got to look at this I, list and see so where it just, goes Just a, 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 an aside, I had a client that was a, a university professor at UNLV. Uh-huh. He went He went to... Um, he went to Temple University. I or yeah, yeah, the Philly. So Temple's I think it was in Philly. Philly. Temple think, in Philly. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Temple. And he ended up by by the time he left here, and I did his I did his tax return when he when he was in Philly. I, I was like, look, man, your effective tax rate is over fifty percent if you add up all your state and local taxes in top of your on top of your federal. 
you you're paying you're keeping less than less than 50 percent of your income bro right and, and so anyways that this was, is why we have todd on the show right here this is the reason bring it bring it back John. to reality That's it's it. just, i just yes. like nevada nevada is a is a beautiful mm-hmm. haven here and uh, why would you not want to live i here? mean yep. certainly there's a lot of pressure lately to to push it into um you know, we, we've got a lot of pressure from our, our neighbors from the West there, you know, that that, that yeah. we're, we're getting some influences in here that may, might not be quite as uh, as libertarian or uh, live and let live <laughs> yeah. as it's been here. Let me old, tell you. Old West mentality. There is. I mean, I've been, I've been, my dad was born here in 43 and I was born here in 73. And so I remember it from the beginning, you know. Sure. I, well, I, I've been told stories from the beginning. And well, so, you know, it's funny. You know, I hear, you know, people people come to me, There, a lot of people coming from California, coming here to Vegas, and they're sure. all, apparently all of them are warned about how our, eventually we're going to have an implementation of income, state income tax. Yeah. No way. I don't, yeah. you know, I, yeah. not any time, not in my lifetime. It's, it's anathema. Yeah, that's but, crazy to think that. It, we got to we got to we got to give our our uh, our props to the gaming industry. I mean, the reason Absolutely. we don't have, the reason yeah. we don't have a an income tax is historically they've paid sure. the gaming industry on its own has paid 40% of the entire state budget. Yep. yep. And the 5 miles that represent the strip the, the the Las Vegas strip ends up being about 75 to 80% of that 40%. Yep. So, wow. let's Let's not uh, let's not buy let's not look a gift horse in the mouth. And Indeed, and which is why I've, I've I've always been in support of the idea of let's not compete with the hotels with these right. Airbnbs. Let's not do that. Let's not compete mm. with them because I, I I want them to continue to pay my taxes for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to fight that. I don't want the, to lose that leverage that we have right, right now. Right, right. Um, so so yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And so yeah. Ta- and all these states. I mean, Florida doesn't have a state income tax. I don't think. Right, Florida's great. Yeah, Florida doesn't. Yeah, have those it. two, like Florida, uh, I can understand Orlando those. and Tampa Bay, uh, Tennessee. I kind list, of understand right? that. Tennessee, uh, but the one thing that one nice thing about Charlotte, a, a state that I see that is that is uh, noticeably absent on that list is Texas because. You that's know, a hot market too. It's you're a right. hot market, and there right. and there's no tax there. Yeah. There's no income tax there, and I don't know what's going on there. You know what? Zillow doesn't have any investments in Texas. Apparently. Maybe so. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a problem for them, so they don't really want to put that on the maybe, list. Maybe I, I think they were told to keep Texas out of their mouth. <laughs> <That's right>. um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep yeah. my Texas out your mouth. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Just three Zillow bashers. You know. <laughs> You know, remember, yeah. remember when I remember when they got out of the thing and I called them Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that kind of stuck. That that went viral a little bit for a while. When we did it. Hey, Godzilla is uh, getting out of the uh, flip, flipping business because right. they, they messed it up. I don't mind being in this competition, being a top no. twelve. According, to I love world. where we sit. Yeah. We're, we're yeah, put us twelfth seed. You know, we're I mean, you know, we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna climb. Yeah. We're gonna climb I'll, big time. I'll take that bracket. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, I mean, and I'm, I'm I'm happy to be listed as as an underdog because I'm sure we're going to outperform that absolutely. That list, you know, and to be uh, look and to be there is it just says you know Vegas is what it is and and you know we are I mean look if if you're looking for a place and, and you don't have to be someplace to work yeah this is you got to consider Vegas you got right. to you right. got to consider us um, yeah. hey listen what a fun real estate hour it's gotta, already done it's already done guys you, we ripped through this thing. Uh, I got to wow. thank Mark, our production director, Carly. Once again, great job. Also, must thank our outstanding expert contributors today. What a great conversation, guys! Outstanding. Uh, that being Todd Cox and John Ingram. Next week we have another fantastic hour for you. Our guests are going to be Rick Senemi and Ben Grove. That's our, our escrow company and our home inspector. Uh, if you have any questions about real estate or any of the topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. And and look. Call me. If you have an idea, call me. And if you want to talk to John, you want to talk to Todd, 
text me, call me, and I'll put you in touch with these guys. They'll help you with your specific uh, issues. Of if you don't course. want to talk to Harvey, you can call. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I won't tie you up that long. Yeah, don't worry about yeah, it. Good uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, that being LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media. Our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 FM, 720 a.m. K-Dawn. Nice job.